You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. It is a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and right before the draft, in a surprise, we have four Tennessee Titans free agent signings to discuss. On Thursday, the Titans announced that they had struck deals with four brand new players. I'm going to break down who those players are and not only talk about those signings, but talk about what the signings can tell us about John Robinson's mindset heading into the draft next week. And speaking of the draft, we are going to continue the 2021 Locked on Titans NFL Draft preview by going into the linebacker group. So going to tell you guys about the names that I think could realistically be targets for the Tennessee Titans and talk about the top names, talk about some mid-round options as well. But a big show today, a Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! fans in somewhat of a surprising move. A week before the NFL draft, the Titans come to terms with four brand new free agents. I'm going to tell you who they are and what those signings mean in terms of John Robinson's outlook heading into the draft. Before I dive into that though, I want to remind you guys, I'm going to be pumping out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content not only during the season, but all year long here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Not another Titans content creator can say that. So make sure that you follow and subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Also, with the draft coming up next week, I'm going to have a ton of draft content, not only on the podcast, but also video content for you on social media, on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, and on Facebook, at Locked on Titans Pod. So with the draft right around the corner, make sure that you guys follow me on social media as well. But let's dive into this conversation and these four brand new signings for the Tennessee Titans. Number one, we have linebacker BJ Bello. He has four years of experience in the NFL with the Browns, the Eagles, the Jets, and the Chargers. He's played in 33 games. He's going to be a competitor for a Titans special team spot. 528 special team snaps in his career. 86 defensive snaps. So primarily a special teams contributor. He's six foot three, 230 pounds. So a big physical guy who will compete for a back end of the roster spot. Next we have Bruce Hector. He's a defensive tackle. A three year veteran. Also spent time with the Eagles and the Cardinals and then the Panthers as well. He was on the practice squad for the Panthers in 2020s played in 11 games in his career, has one start, has played in 135 defensive snaps, but only 39 special team snaps. So he's a guy who's not really going to help you on special teams. He's going to try to compete for a rotational roster spot at defensive tackle and The one common thread between both of these players, B.J. Bellow at linebacker and Bruce Hector at defensive tackle, is they had experience with Jim Schwartz in Philadelphia with the Eagles. The next two names here, another defensive lineman, Woodrow Hamilton, 
Played with the Patriots, the Saints, the New York Giants, and the Carolina Panthers. Played in seven games in his career. He had time with New England and time with Carolina in 2020 when he actually got to play in some games. He's not really a special teams guy either, but as a defensive lineman with the Titans roster, he's going to be someone who's trying to compete for a rotational roster spot, similarly to Bruce Hector, just because the Titans are thin on the defensive line. The final name here is a defensive back. It's Chris Jones, played with the Lions, the Cardinals, the Vikings, 22 games in his career. He's actually made six starts, so the most pure experience out of any of the four signings. Has 41 tackles in those games. Has over 200 defensive snaps in his career. Over 500 special team snaps in his career as well. So he can give you a chance to compete actually on defense in the defensive back room, while also being a guy who spent a lot of his time playing special teams in his career. But I want to make more of an overarching point when we're talking about these signings because the reality here is B.J. Bella, Bruce Hector, Woodrow Hamilton, Chris Jones... I don't expect any of these guys to make the Titans roster. They may be practice squad guys overall throughout the season, but they're really just competing for a back end of the roster spot. Can they contribute on special teams? Can they be a rotational guy on the defensive line? But really my big takeaway here is especially with the first three signings. You have B.J. Bellow at linebacker, Bruce Hector at DT, Woodrow Hamilton at defensive line. All those positions are incredibly weak in this year's NFL draft. And we've seen John Robinson have success with undrafted free agents on the defensive line, Isaiah Mack, Tyre Tart. But the drafted interior defensive linemen this year aren't that great. It's a really rough year for off-ball inside linebacker and interior defensive linemen. So John Robinson wants to add some depth at those positions. He looks at the draft class and he says, I'm not wasting any of my draft picks on those players just because I need depth. I'm going to go out right now a week before the draft and add depth that essentially replaces a normal year's undrafted free agent group. So instead of going out and getting a bunch of undrafted free agents at positions that don't even have draftable players that you like, You'll just go get some NFL veterans to compete for those spots. So in my mind, these four players, Hamilton, Jones, Bellow, and Hector, are replacing spots that would normally be filled by undrafted free agents because this year's draft classes, especially on the defensive line and at off-ball linebacker, are very, very thin. Not a lot of talent there. So that's, in my mind, what John Robinson is doing, which tells me heading into the NFL draft, John Robinson will not be looking at off-ball linebacker linebacker will not be looking at interior defensive line in the mid to late rounds. If he's going to take somebody at one of those positions, he's going to get somebody with extreme talent to make sure they're worthy of the draft pick. So that's kind of my theory on what these signings tell us headed into the NFL draft. And speaking of the draft, it's time to get into the next installment of the Locked on Titans NFL draft preview. We're going to talk about that inside linebacker group, and I'm going to tell you which guys I think are talented enough to actually get that seal of approval from John Robinson. And there's one player who I'm very interested in, who the Titans have had multiple visits with, and John Robinson himself 
has drilled with out on the field. But before we do, want to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price point. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. fans, we are going to continue the 2021 Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview and discuss the off-ball inside linebackers. In previous installments, we did the entire offense, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive tackles, and interior offensive linemen. We did the interior defensive linemen. Yesterday, we did 30-plus edge rushers. And today, we are going to talk about those off-ball linebackers. If you missed any of those episodes before, make sure you check those out. Don't miss the episode about the defensive backs we're going to be doing soon. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast. Plus, we have the NFL Draft coming up next week. And I've already told you that you're going to get some good content on this podcast. But I also want to tell you that we're going to have a ton of of live draft coverage this year on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're partnering with the Draft Network. You're going to get insights and analysis from all of the Locked On experts plus the Draft Network's national experts. Make sure you guys go subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page and check out all of the live three-day coverage we are going to have for the NFL Draft April 29th through May the 1st. But let's dive into these names, and I'm going to go through this first group here of people who I think could be taken in the first, you know, first round, second round, early third round at the latest. And the number one prospect on the board at off-ball linebacker is universally Micah Parsons. He's six foot three, two hundred and forty-six pounds out of Penn State. Just an incredible comment combination of size and speed and strength. He's got great movement skills, special movement skills, quite frankly, in terms of his change of direction and agility. He's a great tackler in space. He can bring guys down in open field situations. And he spent his high school years as an edge rusher. So he converted to off-ball linebacker, so he has some pretty good rush moves for an off-ball linebacker, and that provides some versatility going forward at the next level, especially for a team like the Titans, who likes to use their linebackers to not only play that traditional off-ball linebacker, but blitz, use them in sub-packages down on the line of scrimmage. Now here's the issues. Micah Parsons has some serious off-field concerns. He opted out in 2020, which is, you know, you want as much tape as possible on guys, but he was essentially pegged as the leader of a hazing scandal at Penn State, and all it takes is a simple Google search, 
and you're going to find some really disturbing stuff. And quite frankly, with not just because of Isaiah Wilson, just because of how I view the team, the Titans are a good character team. They look for guys with great character. Yeah, we missed on Isaiah Wilson, but I'm not going to fall into the trap of thinking that the Titans don't care about character anymore. Michael Parsons just doesn't fit, and I wouldn't take a chance on him uh, because of the things that I've read. Maybe I'd be wrong. He has the potential to be an incredible player, one of the one of the best players in this class, one of the top linebackers in the NFL. But man, just just not my kind of guy. But uh, moving forward, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa out of Notre Dame. He's on the smaller side, six foot one, two hundred and twenty one pounds. Uh, he's trying to be at linebacker size, but in my opinion, his playing weight is probably a little bit less than that, probably around two ten. In you know, 10 years ago, he would have been a safety for sure. But because of his size, he is an incredible chess piece. Kind of reminds me of uh, Isaiah Simmons. Got drafted out of Clemson a few years ago to the Cardinals. Uh, he's got great explosion. He's not quite as big as your t- traditional linebacker, but he's you know not quite as small as your traditional defensive back. He's got safety speed, incredible change of direction, agility, explosion. He played a lot of cor- slot cornerback in terms of coverage in college. So that's an incredible versatile piece you can use in today's NFL to match up with tight ends, play over the middle and zone coverage. But he is small. He has trouble shedding blocks once linemen get in his pads. He can overrun plays. He doesn't have a lot of experience playing in the box. He's more of an out-of-the-box player. So is he an actual linebacker? If a team tries to use him as a traditional regular linebacker, they're going to be sorely mistaken, as the Cardinals were with with Isaiah Simmons. you got to use this guy as a versatile chess piece. Do you have the defensive mind? Do you have you know the creativity to do that? Some teams won't, so he won't be a fit. I don't really see him as a fit for the Titans within their defensive scheme. They don't really use players like that. Um, The next guy, though, I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the draft. And I've been mocking him to the Titans lately. Just the way that the board shakes out, I think he could be a, a real option. He's had multiple visits with the Titans, or not visits, but discussions, Um Also, we saw general manager John Robinson on the field at his pro day working drills with this player, hands-on. John Robinson is very interested in this man. And it is Zaven Collins out of Tulsa, 6'5", 260 pounds, just elite size, elite length, great movement ability as well. He's a versatile linebacker. He's got great instincts. He can be used as a blitzer. Incredible range, sideline to sideline, all over the place. Think about what the Titans wanted in Rashawn Evans, but at six foot five, two sixty, and faster. We want a guy who can be that run stuffing linebacker with good range over the middle, but also maybe rush the passer as a sub package linebacker, but also have some coverage skills. I mean, Zayvon Collins has got it all now. He's missed some tackles. In his career, he's got to sure that up for sure. He, for his size, six foot five, two sixty, he does not play with a lot of power. He's more of a finesse guy. He's going to try to get around the blocker rather than go through him, stack and shed. He didn't have great competition at Tulsa, and also because of his the way that he's going to be used, he's not your traditional off-ball linebacker. He's not insane in coverage. He can do those things, but he needs to be used in a versatile way where he rushes the passer. He's used as a blitzer. He's also a rangy. Um, you know, weak side linebacker. Not every team will be able to scheme 
to use him to success. So he may not even be on the board for some teams or maybe way down the board, but for the Titans, he's basically Rashawn Evans on steroids. And in my opinion, Rashawn Evans will have his last season in Tennessee in 2021. It may be a great time to get a guy like Zayvon Collins. So I will be very happy if they end up with him for all the reasons that I mentioned. The next guy, I don't necessarily see as a fit for the Titans, but he could be in the range of where they would want to go. He's got the talent to go in the first round, and that's Jameen Davis, six foot three, 234 pounds pounds out of Kentucky. He is the prototypical run and chase linebacker. He's got some questions in coverage, not really adept in coverage, doesn't have a lot of experience in coverage. He only had one year as a starter and was mostly a run stuffing linebacker, but he's really long. He's really lean and that's good for a run stuffer who plays with his type of intensity. He can shoot gaps. He's a fantastic tackler and he's got great eyes in run defense. He can really diagnose plays and meet running backs in the hole. But like I said, not a lot of experience in coverage, only a one-year starter, but from what we've seen in that one year, he looks like he could be a starter at the NFL level. Next, you have Nick Bolton, 5'11", 237 pounds out of Missouri, so obviously he's an undersized linebacker. But he's just a natural, old-school linebacker for the position. Plays with great power for a guy his size. Processing skills are elite. He reads plays. He diagnoses plays. Knows exactly what's going on. He's got a great mentality. He's ferocious and nasty out on the field. And he's shown very adept in coverage, which for a guy at 5'11", being more of a physical guy than kind of a finesse guy. Think about a Jayon Brown. That's a guy who's five foot eleven, but has great change of direction, is purely a coverage player. Well, that's the thing about Bolton. He's gonna give you some of that coverage ability you get in a guy like Jayon Brown, but just with increased physicality. Now, the issues you're gonna have are the ones you suspect to have with an undersized guy. Not very tall, doesn't weigh a lot. Doesn't have insane speed either. He's not an elite athlete being undersized. So those are all concerns. This is the classic discussion of a guy who doesn't have the elite traits that you would normally look for, but just knows how to play the position and makes plays. And I think that's going to get Bolton drafted at least in the first two days. The last guy that I want to talk about in this section is Jabril Cox from LSU. He spent a few years at North Dakota State, wanted to improve his competition level, so he transferred to LSU. Six foot three, 232 pounds, so good size for an off-ball linebacker. Really good movement in space as well. And if you look at the NFL level, teams are trying to get the ball to their playmakers in space. That's the name of the game these days. And he can really make plays out there in those situations. He can press tight ends at the line of scrimmage and run with tight ends over the middle. That's obviously very important. And he was not only productive at North Dakota State, but he proved to be productive at LSU as well. So that's important. Now, for a guy that size, 6'3", 230, doesn't play with a lot of power, more of a finesse player, and he struggles with knowing exactly where his gap is and keeping his run fit. you got a gap assigned every single play, and when you know that it's going to be a run play, it is your responsibility to make sure that you get in your gap and he can kind of overrun his gap, overrun his fit every now and then. So little technique tweak 
tweaks here and there coaching, but that's to be expected with a guy going in late round two, early round three. But we are going to move forward and talk about the next group of off-ball linebackers before we do. I want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy. We have been running with Built Bar for quite some time now. They have added on to the original 18 flavors that we were repping with them. There's tons of different options now with different textures. All of those bars are still covered in 100% chocolate though, and they're an incredible option for you if you want a guilt-free snack or you want a healthy meal substitute. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for any kind of diet that you might be on. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's one word, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The draft is right around the corner. Make sure that you place all your prop bets on betonline.ag. Not only will they have different wagers you can place on the NFL draft, but there's still the NBA, MLB, and NHL right now. Plus, they have bets on award shows, TV shows, and reality TV as well. Head to their website or use your mobile device today. Sign up for free and use promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are going to cap off this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by diving into the second group of off-ball linebackers. The first group were guys that I think are going to get taken in the first 50 to 60 picks who the Titans could have an eye on, but what I wanted to do with the second group is I wanted to pinpoint some guys who I think could fit the Titans schematically because I don't think this is a very good off-ball linebacker group, so I don't see the Titans really having a deep interest there, especially after the signings that we talked about at the beginning of the show. So I had a few guys pinpointed here, six names who I think make some sense and I'll explain why. Before we dive into that, do want to remind you guys that the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team are making trades and picking the next stars for their club. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And as a matter of fact, right now, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 has soared up the charts and is one of the top NFL-related podcasts in the world right now on Apple iTunes, and it's for good reason. My edition was on Thursday where I made my pick. I was the last pick of the show, so make sure that you guys go check that out. But let's dive into this group. Number one, we have Baron Browning from Ohio State, six foot two, two hundred and forty-five pounds. He is uh, one of those size, speed type guys who needs to develop the rest of his game. He also has some edge potential as well, which is why I see him as a fit for the Titans. He can be that inside linebacker who schematically can tra- transition down, play on the line of scrimmage as an outside linebacker, rush and sub packages as well. Uh, with Baron Browning, like I said, you got a size speed combo. He's a really reliable 
dependable tacker, and he improved quite a bit in 2020. He can beat offensive tackles around the edge, which, like I said, adds to his versatility and the potential there. He needs to work on the IQ-driven parts of his game, how to read and react to different plays and diagnose plays. And like I mentioned, that versatility is a plus, but on the negative side, he's not going to be a pure off-ball linebacker. So you're going to have to have someone who does use him in a versatile way, which to me lines up with the Titans. Next, you have Chaz Surratt, the brother of Sage Surratt, the wide receiver we talked about from Wake Forest. He's six foot two, 229 pounds, an incredible athletic guy, very tough, a uh, former quarterback. In his time in high school, he transitioned into a linebacker role during college. So with that being the case, he really understands what offenses are trying to do. Now, he doesn't have the necessary physicality and and ferociousness that you would want from a linebacker, probably because he came from the offensive side of the ball. So he needs to develop and run defense, but incredible speed, great instincts, can chase down ball carriers out in space. He's not as good playing in a phone booth, taking on blocks. So he's a guy you'd probably want to play weak side linebacker, maybe get him out over a tight end. But that's something that the Titans could do, moving him around their defense. Next, you have Pete Werner, six foot three, 238 pounds from Ohio State as well. An incredibly experienced guy, played for three years at OSU, got good size at the position. He can cover tight ends across the seam as well, since he is tall. He has a a good ability to get in the way of the quarterback and shield off tight ends going down the seam. Plays with good power as well. Now, he's not the fastest guy. Doesn't have great agility to get around blocks. He's somebody who's got to get his hands into the offensive tackle, shed the block, and then make a play. He's not going to kind of juke out the offensive lineman to get around him. So that's something that may not work for him at the next level. But an experienced guy can help on special teams in the fifth, sixth round. Maybe the Titans would consider him there. Next is a very intriguing prospect, Derek Barnes, six foot, 238 pounds out of Purdue. Now he's an incredibly versatile guy, an incredibly powerful guy with edge potential who could also be a special team stud. So with all of that in mind, he could be a good option for the Titans in the fifth or the sixth round for a guy his size. He's got the nimble feet that you want at six foot tall, but for being only six foot, great pop in his hands, can get off blocks using that. He's a good tackle. Tackler, really reliable tackler as well. Now, he can get off balance when he's contacted by bigger offensive linemen. He's got to learn to keep his feet on the ground. He's got to learn how to stack and shed offensive linemen as well, get his hands into an offensive tackle, and then move them out of the way. He only had one year as an off-ball linebacker, so he's going to need to develop those parts of his game, but good versatility could make him a target for the Titans. Next, you have Monty Rice out of Georgia, six foot, 258 pounds. So a big bodied guy, but a shorter guy, very consistent tackler. He's got good straight line speed. He's going to be a sideline to sideline guy. He kind of reminds me of David Long, a bit, uh, a little bit heavier. David Long plays with a low center of gravity, so he doesn't get knocked off balance by offensive tackles, and he's good at playing in traffic. A guy that size can often get washed away in traffic, but he does a good job of not doing that. Now, he needs some major improvement in coverage, and he also doesn't have great length, so keeping some of the bigger, longer offensive tackles and offensive linemen off him could be a struggle, but that's why he would go later in the draft. The last name that I have here 
is a guy that I have been really interested in. He's going to go later than I first expected him to. And that's Dylan Moses out of Alabama. Six foot two, got great size, prototypical size. He was a highly touted linebacker coming out of high school, but he's got a bad injury history. He had a foot fracture in 2017, an ACL tear in 2019 that knocked him out for the entire season, and then he said he played in pain every game in 2020, considered not playing football anymore because the pain was so severe, had another knee scope in 2020, so can that knee hold up long term? On the field, he's got lazy eyes and zone coverage. Doesn't really have natural feel there. He's got lazy speed in the run game. It looks like he could play faster and play quicker and be more dominant when he's out there. Is that a product of the injury? And because of those injuries to his lower body, doesn't show great change of direction. But he is a physical tackler. He is going to put you on the ground and hunt contact at all times. Plays with good balance. He's explosive to the ball. And he also has edge potential as he came in with some edge capabilities and transition to an off-ball linebacker. So maybe the Titans take a chance on Dylan Moses and that potential late in the draft. But that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for our off-ball linebacker draft preview next week, folks. It is draft week, and we have a chock-full mock draft Monday, putting the mailbag to the side, and we are doing a bunch of different mock drafts and talking about what the Titans could do from a ton of different angles. I am so excited to get into all of it with you guys. But that's going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.